Alright. This is Yo, this is Lit Urcher. Chapter 5. This is the MD at the golf course. The Brampton Public Golf Course by my house. And as I said, chapter 5, Steal Like an Artist. Another really, really short chapter. So hopefully this isn't taking long. The title of the chapter itself is Side Projects and Hobbies Are Important. And that's basically the name of the game. This whole chapter is about um, side projects and why you should foster them instead of cut them off. So the subtitle is Practice Productive Procrastination. Basically, it's the author's idea that one of the secrets of effective creativity is to practice pro uh, productive procrastination, which is basically as soon as you get bored of something, start another creative project, and then keep doing that um, until you have enough stuff, I guess, on the go, and then the next time you get bored, go back to one of the original projects, and then take that one back up again. I'm not entirely sure that's what they're stating, and I'm noticing that I'm gesturing with my end of my leash, which is probably creating noise. Oh, there's burrs on it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that's what they meant, because at a certain point, and I think that's one of the, the main criticisms of this chapter, is that if you keep starting projects, eventually you keep getting bored of them. You won't, uh, there's be nowhere to go because you've, you've started everything and you haven't ever actually come back to anything. Alright, so that's the first note. We get some blackout poetry on the top of the page of the next one. And it's like, take time to to be bored if you are doing a creative project and you're bored um, take time to vacuum, to clean up, to, to do whatever it is you need to break your creative slump by breaking your focus on that project. Um, take vacations, walk away from the project, do other things, whatever you need to do to get that creative muse going within you again. Okay, um, he says in the book, one time I heard a coworker say, when I get busy, I get stupid. Ain't that the truth? Creative people need time to sit around, to just sit around and do nothing. Sorry, let me, let me try that again. Creative people need time to just sit around and do nothing. And he says he gets some of his best ideas when he's bored. Uh, I think that's the case. Uh, um, when I look at the, the ideas I come up with, my best ideas for the garbage cast is doing a lot of the times just monotonous tasks, uh, which is driving for the most part. Um, so when I shut my brain off, 
and I let like automation take over. Cause you don't really need to, you need to think about what you're doing and to a certain extent and where you're going, but you don't need the full cognitive powers that your, mentally, that your mental faculties afford. I mean, that's why we also get into car accidents because we're not paying enough attention. Anyways, he gets some of his best ideas when he's bored. I think we all do. I don't think there's a single person who just bangs away at something until it's good and never has a problem just grinding away at that project just sitting there because I know there's some schools of thought that say the best idea is to just you know keep at it and keep to do it every but at a certain point you're just spinning your wheels and that's when frustration that's when the whole the emotion and the 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 creative ego that you have when that's diminished it's it becomes a much difficult process to find your creativity He says he loves ironing his shirts. It's so boring, he almost always gets good ideas. I don't know, I've never been a good fan of ironing and daydreaming, because that's how you burn clothes. But to each their own. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything about that. What you do in the privacy of your own home to start your own creativity, that's up to you and I guess any witnesses. It says, he says to take really long walks, stare at a spot in the wall as long as you can. Avoiding work, oh, sorry, says the artist Maria Kalman says, avoiding work is the way to focus my mind. He says, like, get lost, wander, do, do something else. I think in that way, I have to agree. It's a very effective method to spark creativity by stop focusing on the problem. Because then we get so focused on getting out of the jam that we lose context. The next creative subtitle is Don't Throw any of yourself away that means in short don't cut off side projects if you want to learn music do music um, he talks about like a, a phantom limb syndrome for creativity that he had when he stopped writing and making music he says that he, he the hobbies are important and I think this is super par paramount and important hobbies are important it's how they allow you to be creative and it's just for you. You're not doing it because you want to be famous. If that's the case, it's not a hobby. It's a, a wannabe career, basically. Um, 
I'm not sure uh, I can attest to this phantom limb pain that he says that you will get by cutting off side projects, but I do like the, the idea that these projects talk to each other. Um, whenever you take up a new creative outlet, if you do them for long enough simultaneously, they will impact each other and they will increase your ability to do both just from that added perspective. He talks about like feeling whole once he started being in a band. And I think, I guess it just depends on what your, your thing, your thing is. I feel like if you have a hobby that you really enjoy and you cut that off, then you're gonna definitely get that creative phantom limb pain. Um, for me, my, my, the experience that I related to just now when I, when I got this thought was that when I wasn't podcasting, I felt this phantom creative pain. Like I really wanted to podcast, but I had no idea how to actually get it going. And I think in that sense, that's definitely true. Whether or not every single creative project you embark on, you will like have this longing to to take up again if you, if you all of a sudden cut it off. That's your your mileage may vary. Um, and I guess that's why you know it's it's a good hobby, right? You really want to do it. You miss it. Um, they say just don't cut off anything. If you Whatever you want to do, like in my case, I guess this would be like music. Just do it for yourself. Um, I don't know if that's always the case because at some point, even if you're doing it for yourself, for me, there's a physical limit that I run up against because I don't... Uh, uh, practice my, my finger drumming techniques and stuff enough or maybe there's a physical limit there in terms of that joint pain that I was getting from doing it more seriously and I guess there's you got the, like, for me I always feel like I'm improving on something if I'm not getting any better if I don't have some barometer it could be as small as I get one more extra download this time around than the last time or you know people really liked one particular episode over the other like it doesn't have to be revolutionary it just has to be better I feel if I'm not getting better at it every every so so many weeks or I guess months or over a period of time, I feel like I'm not, I'm not enjoying it as much. I guess that's what we get down to the heart of it. We have to figure out the difference between, Dale, where are you? Good girl. Let's go. 
I guess you have to really examine both columns and figure out what what works for us. There's a picture of him playing. And then it starts into chapter six. So really, uh, that's chapter five of, of Steel Like an Artist. It's a really, really short book. I, I'm starting to see that a lot of these, once he went past the initial concept of Stealing Like an Artist, the rest of the chapters are just like four or five pages. I'm just gonna quickly double check and make sure I don't have any hidden notes on that last page that I annotated. It's important to have a hobby. A hobby is something that's creative that's just for you. You don't try to make money, get famous off of it. You just do it because it makes you happy. Which is like the entire definition of a hobby. Right? You don't do it for fame and fortune. If you're doing this for fame and fortune, if you're podcasting for fame and fortune, you're not some known quantity. I feel sorry for you because you've definitely barked up the wrong tree unless you've done something revolutionary. And like I said, I'm not intending to be revolutionary. I'm intending to be better than what I was before. And to keep increasing my skills as a podcaster incrementally. I'm not... Again, like I, I guess... If I wasn't, it would be it would be, be stagnant and I had to get bored. That's the idea I was trying to get back to. I don't know when or if I'm gonna run against this this stumbling block, but I guess it's nothing a good hiatus probably wouldn't solve or cure. And then eventually you get the need to talk again. Right? Um, and as I said, like the the great thing about podcasting and the reason why I keep doing it is because I just love doing it so I can't not do it so after that long ramble this has been chapter 5 of Steel Like an Artist this has been the MMD at the Brampton Golf Course another chapter's in the can read it